Jean Fanella, singer and songwriter. I'm getting the podcast done early again this week, so I hope you enjoy that. I like to have it done by Sunday, because Sunday's Blessed Sunday. And there's a little bit of noise today. I have um, like a blower going on in Portland Park behind me, which is really loud. I have my fan going, which usually isn't that much noise, but it's pretty loud in here today with background noise, and I really apologize for that. I wanted to make sure I got this podcast done when I have a bit of energy. I've been eating a lot of plant-based meals, which is making me very tired, so I'm trying to get used to it. I don't know how people do it all the time, but I'm just kind of incorporating them into my regular food, which was already good, but so I'm on a challenge. I'll I'll start out giving my faves of the week. Which, uh, my shows, uh, Virgin River, 100 Years, both on Netflix, Gangland, a new one, uh, Gangland Undercover, Damon Runyon, um, is the star of the show, and he plays Charlie, and on the fifth episode, I have a song that I wrote up, which I'll have that coming up next, uh, week, hopefully I'll have that done next week, music, I found my light bones, Shakira, I fell in love with this week. Billy F. Gibbons, Luis Fonzi, I've always been in love with him. He just wants to make me groove, as Shakira does. And James Blake, that reminds me of Tomorrowland, where all the kids are out there just having a good time and not thinking about anything. And that is a really good way to start this podcast, because a song for you to blossom is exactly about that. It's about all the kids that I saw along my journey running from abuse that I couldn't stop and help. And one in particular youth that came to mind was a a young, beautiful girl when I went to Kimball's Ice Cream Farm, right in where I grew up, Westford, Mass. And I had already been writing books at the time. I certainly wasn't writing songs to my journey and things that I had seen and gone through and obviously hoping to draw out other people and things they need to talk about. But this, this beautiful youth um, just stopped me in my tracks and had such a strong connection to my eyes but in such a longing way for me to to reach out to her and I just couldn't help but to notice and of course you can't help but to remember and a lot of things in that town when I lived there I really wasn't identifying and I know there's crime everywhere there's an emotion there's emotional trauma everywhere but the fact that I had my own and it wasn't dealt with and I had to grow up and deal with it myself I, I mean you you tend to when you get older and learn about uh, more about how these situations work um, and what these criminals are doing and how they emotionally get into your life and how they affect you for such a long time uh, that youth stayed with me as well as the many children when I was trying to protect my own son would have to turn my back and I mean at one point I did a whole lot at one school that my son was in it was the very first school and I was having a lot of trouble with 
um, CPS at the time because they were just making me and my son's life, the abusers, completely unfunctional at times. So as much as I would try to hide it, me and my son couldn't always hide it. So, uh, you know, they, they like to sit on you and you don't know what they're going to do to your kids, a lot of these people. And in my situation, it was never anything good because of my whole situation was bad. So I, I had my son go to a school I really didn't like. And of course, there were all these horrible things going on there. And when I took my son out and decided to just um, homeschool him, but I did it through the public system. And of course, he was flying with A's when he wasn't doing as well in there. And I knew how smart he was because I had done a lot of preschool stuff at home. And he was doing really well there at this, this uh, school, even though there were a lot of bullies and things going on there. But... He was doing well until the situations of uh, things that should have been going on there really got caught up with him. But um, when I went and reported it and I took pictures of him before and after, um, I made such an impact. They took all the kids out of the school all the way from um, K to sixth grade and that's huge. But I felt bad for the older kids that were there because I... did not feel comfortable at all with what they had to endure to have their kids in school. And I knew I was being threatened to have my son in school, a uh, regular school system. And um, so the, these parents, you try to follow the guidelines, and I've seen this so many times. And I mean, with me, I can just pick up and go because, well, I could pick up and go. My son's very grown up by now, but <laughs> I could just pick up and leave because I had a check. I had a check coming in. I didn't really have to sit around and deal with anybody. I wanted to stay put as long as I could in places. I always had to move at least every few years. But um, these parents that really try hard to to get along with the community and go along with the rules and the standards, and my heart would break because I know they'd have to stand by and really try to deal with things that they didn't feel were right for their kids. And you could see a lot of these times these kids were hurting. They were hurting physically and emotionally. And it it was just kind of a political thing. And I promised myself I would get back to help these kids someday in my mind. And it's not the first time I had seen people in general, including grown-ups, being left in situations that I just couldn't do anything about. You're holding on to your own tails as much as you can. And... It's it's just really unfair and it's horrible um, how political our life is and the things that we have to do to just survive. And it, I think that's probably the hardest thing that breaks my heart. But For You to Blossom is the song this week. And it's really, uh, when you're a parent, I think, and you're going through things. Well, for me... I, I won't say how a parent would feel to that. For me, when I wrote the song, it was really praying, I guess coming from my point of how much I love my son being a parent, uh, praying that these kids get through until they're old enough to hopefully be in a position where they can make their own decisions and be in safer places which I know that doesn't always happen because I did the same thing, just keep my mouth shut, keep my mouth shut until I get old enough and and I will be able to get myself in a safer place. But I couldn't because there was so many other rules and 
the rule of life, the doggy dog world, and I wasn't prepared for it, unfortunately. But so the first verse, actually the chorus, not only do I want you to live, I still remain to see you every day, waiting patiently for you to blossom. And that would be, I'm still here. And of course, if you're a parent, you're fighting to remain, stay strong, be there for your son so he can, uh, your son, your children, <laughs> in my situation, my son, so your child can can be in a, a position where he can hopefully keep himself in a safer place if there's a concern that way. So the verse is, I promised I'd be there though I'm trapped in my own circumstances. Your bravery is like nothing I've seen before. It leaves me speechless. And I just really want to make sure that these kids know. And I've, I've, when I did my radio show for women, I had a small segment, Teens um, at Crossroads of America and Beyond. And I would just sit there, even if it was just for a few minutes, uh, in a corner of, let's say, I was coming out of a library, and just talk into a podcast for them. And I'd have at least 50 listens uh, 25 to 50 listens. So I knew there were kids that were coming through that were really wanting me to just say a, a few words. So I just, all the kids I think that I've come in contact with, I wanted them to know that I'm still there and I'm still thinking about them. It's really thinking about them that brings me the strength when you have to deal with such ignorant people in such ignorant situations. And you know they're dealing with it too. And these kids are so much smarter, stronger, and braver than anyone to be out there and have no fault in their life, yet they're they're holding their heads up high dealing with it. And everyone else who was an adult has had faults in their decisions as an adult and, and how they've dealt with their lives. And these children are out there making adult decisions that are faultless. And they're trying to do what's right. And you have to give them credit for that. And you have to give them strength. So I just never will forget how strong they are out there. And I really wanted to get these kids off off of the street and instead of just living in the woods, like me and my son were doing, though it was campsites, but still, with a three-year-old, try to do that for a year. I am running from abuse, and I know these kids are running from abuse, but I mean, it's really hard. It's hard on them. And then they don't have the opportunity to get any kind of training so that they can have a job so they can take care of themselves like me. I didn't have anything like that. Everything that was available to me, which would be hard to believe because I went to a really good school in a, a posh town, supposedly, and I got nothing. Everything was taken away from me. And I was put in just a horrible situation. So that I know what that's like. And so that's where that came from. And then the next verse, which I really love, and the composition that I made to this, I really love all the the tracks I picked out. And I think I'm doing pretty good putting them together. But I think frantically with fear, how long I've taken to reach you, hoping later that none will work. Obviously, that's my own turmoil um, combined in theirs. I, I think of them when I'm starting to think of my turmoil, which I do really well now because I, I've done um, visual therapy, not trying to throw a money plug, but this woman did this free for me, um, Beverly F. Searle, 
which I have her at my Lori Jean in the kitchen dot blogspot. Lori Jean Fennell in the kitchen dot blogspot dot com. And uh, she does like a visual treatment. She didn't charge me anything, but I, I interviewed her and I, I did some media publicizing. But I bet she'd help you if uh, you reached out to her. But I remember seeing your tears, your thinness, your heartache. My hand wanted to reach you, though my mind was stronger than my physical movements. And how many times have we felt that when our mind just wants to do something so badly and, and your body just can't go along with that? And then the last verse, I know time has outweighed your pain. I pray every day I will make a difference for you that somehow hope brings endurance passed on to you. And, and that was really a lot of the, a lot of the only thing that was left with me is just hope that somehow anything I had done had helped these kids. I know I kept promising um, out in Scotland to get out there and get a camp set up for these kids, and because my first plays were on um, XRP radio, which I don't like them so much anymore, but. <laughs> But I am grateful for a couple of the DJs that when I first started out with, they um, gave me so much encouragement. And they're a little bit off the wall, and they will, you know, some of them will say things that aren't nice. But um, the first one was really good to me. So I really wanted to be thankful to them. And I really, when you, when you really want something, no matter how big it is, you, you plan for it. You plan for it, and you watch it, and you see it, and you make it happen. So. I kept doing this to get the kids into camps, and I um, I just was never able to get it to go through. So I, when you tell someone you're going to do something, especially a kid, it starts to wear on you, because then you feel guilty if you can't do it. But not only do I want you to live, I still remain to see you every day, waiting patiently for you to blossom. So not only do you want these kids to survive, just like me, I didn't want to just survive. Um, it was painful for me to just survive, especially being in my marriage where I was supposed to be happy to come home and be treated beneath myself. It was uh, it was killing me inside. I just I knew I would die of, of emotional disturbances, if anything. And uh, before that, it, I was having the same problem being underage, but I knew I couldn't speak out as much as I wanted to speak out. And I was put in places where I was put in a system probably for children who were problems or, or maybe my problem was supposed to be my mom was by herself, didn't have enough money because my dad did pay child support, but to run a house by yourself, it cost a lot more than just child support. So my mom did not make a lot of money at all at the work she did. So um, she put me into this program. And of course I was so hungry because I needed to buy lunch and I needed clothes and I needed things that when the school gave me a check, I was just so happy that I uh, I barely second thought it and just grabbed it. And they weren't even letting me work in a place that would have been perfect for me because I'm so good at writing, and which is the library. But so I just, I, I know what it's like to be in those positions. You know, you're, you're trying to struggle to survive. So that is my song this week. And I hope that you like my faves. I do a lot of searching on YouTube. Um, 
The movies and the shows really are inspiring to my writing because I always find something in the actor's portrayal or the storyline. A lot of times I can connect to uh, things that I know about in my life and it just makes it easier for me to write. Of course, the music, when I hear um, good music that I really like, that I relate to, I'm really taken to taken to it. And I love the little bit of the, the Latin sway, if I can call it that. That really reminds me of my dancing at the Portuguese ground in Lowell, Massachusetts when I grew up. And I really have loving, fun memories of feeling loved more than any other place in my life. So I'm very grateful. And I want to thank you for listening to me, Lord Jean Finella, singer-songwriter. Not only do I want you to live, I still remain to see you every day. Waiting patiently for you to blossom. I think frantically with fear how long I've taken to reach you. Hoping later the number will work. I remember seeing your tears, your finish, your heartache. My hand wanted to reach you. Though my mind was stronger than my physical movements. Not only do I want you to live, I still remain to see you every day. I know time has outweighed your pain. I pray every day will make a difference for you. That somehow hope brings endurance passed on to you. Not only do I want you to. 